2: And Tumblers
1: Welcome to Tunes & Tumblrs Century Club by Atwood Magazine, your weekly shot of what's new in music. Remember to follow both Atwood and Tunes and & Tumblrs wherever you get your daily clicky-clicks. I am your host Anthony, and lo and behold, the coronavirus pandemic is over. Throw open those shutters, run down to your favorite bar, and just kidding. We're still deep in this boring contagion fanfic of ours. Let's all hunker down for yet another week with a mini alcoholic pairing to make the monotony just a tad more bearable. We're also joined by a very special return guest who is bringing some classic tunes and tumblers magic to our quarantine. Lest we all forget that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, I'm joined by my usual partners in crime, and they are...
0: Ryan, your music connoisseur. And
1: Pedro, your mixologist. Thanks for joining me, gentlemen. The week gets uh, pretty lonely without your sweet, sweet voices.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Anthony. You flatterer. Yeah, it's just me,
1: me in my room, going nowhere, drinking tea, and waiting for the next episode. (laughs) But... (laughs) That's so sad. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm that dog in the room surrounded by fire, and I'm fine. (laughs) But before we get to the good stuff, (laughs) let's make a quick pit stop at our news desk. First, a little bright spot for people like me who have been struggling with their mental health behind quarantine's iron bars. Selena Gomez has announced a fund set up to raise money for mental health services, The Lose You to Love Me singer's cosmetic company, Rare Beauty, has committed to raising $100 million to support those who need access to mental health services. I'm so grateful to be surrounded by a team that's helped make the Rare Impact Fund a reality, said Gomez in a statement. Since the brand's inception, we wanted to find a way to give back to our community and further supporting people who need access to mental health services, which have had a profound impact on my life. Gomez and her team plan to raise funds by putting 1% of annual Rare Beauty sales directly toward the Rare Impact Fund over the next 10 years. Hopefully it doesn't take that long for me to find a decent psychiatrist, but needless to say, it's all up to you, Selena. Pedro, what else has
2: happened this week? You're putting a lot on her. (laughs) That's pretty (laughs) dope. Um, So, uh, Logic released a new album this week on Friday called No Pressure. Uh, He dropped on the 24th, and apparently the sixth studio album will be his last He announced on social media that he will be retiring with the album's release, and said, Quote, It's been a great decade, now it's time to be a great father. Uh, Logic and his wife, Brittany Noel announced that they were expecting their first kid last year in August, and Logic also revealed last year that he was working on a sequel to his album, Under Pressure. Uh, He teased that he was, quote, Talking about a lot of shit. Life, things I've gone through, and having a child. Uh, I... Think he will definitely be missed, but I've got a feeling he'll be back at some point. It's a little early in his career to just call it quits altogether. So I think we can look forward to a to a return at some point in the future. And with that, Ryan, what do you got? Yeah, to comment on that,
0: I hope it's a James Murphy and L C D sound system situation where he (laughs) drags it out, has a huge announcement, and then just comes back a year later and says Yeah, changed my mind. Hell yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this fatherhood (laughs) thing wasn't really working out, so I'm uh, making music again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kids kids
2: suck. I'm going to go do this again.
0: So thanks for handing it off. In um, other news of death and demise, except in a more shameful way, Uh, Fullerton-based indie label Burger Records has shut down completely. Earlier this week, Burger issued a statement following accusations of sexual misconduct against several artists and employees at the label in which they promised to make major structural change, including co-founder and president Lee Ricard stepping down, with Berger's other co-founder, Sean Borman, moving into a transitional role. Now, Pitchfork reports that Berger have shut down completely. Uh, Jessie Zapper Gray, who was to be the new interim president, issued a statement saying she'll no longer plan to assume the role. Pitchfork uh, reached out to Berger for more context, and Borman said, We decided to fold the label. And when asked if they would continue as the rebranded burger records, all caps with no vowels, Borman told Pitchfork nope. And when asked for further comment, he reportedly replied with a clip of Porky Pig saying, that's all, folks. The (laughs) label's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts have all been deactivated. Several releases have been removed from the streaming services. Damn. Fun stuff.
1: They uh, distribute the growlers and swimmers, right? Mm -hmm. In the garden. Quite a few
0: artists, but to add a positive note for the artists Borman told Pitchfork that they are in the process of removing all releases however also confirmed that all burger artists own their own music and are free to reissue their records quoted I hate dealing with lawyers so we never signed contracts with the bands oh
2: my God. <laughs> that sounds
0: like a great business practice <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like they were anticipating this all along <laughs> it's almost like
2: this was inevitable <laughs> Uh god good lord that is depressing (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) what what a week in music guys um i think that i'm ready to take off my shoes put up my feet and really unwind a little bit um ryan what are we listening to this week
0: we are listening to the first single off taylor swift's brand new album called cardigan which uh, features collaborations with Aaron Desner of The National, Justin Vernon, and Jack Antonoff. The album is called Folklore.
1: Yeah. And, you know, last week we didn't even know this was coming. I don't think anyone was ready for it. It's like, uh, it's like the big one that finally sinks LA on the San Andreas Fault. Um, <laughs> I think that there is a lot to talk about here. But first, Pedro. What are we drinking today?
2: Okay, so we are shooting hot salt water. What? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, when it, when I was coming up with a, a shot for this particular song, um, warmth was definitely something I took into account because it's sort of all about the, you know these warm feelings, and I mean it's about a cardigan. Everyone's nice and toasty in a cardigan, and. Um, like the video has a lot of, uh, like forest imagery and then there's like the ocean. So I kind of wanted to incorporate some maybe natural elements to it. Um, and something that makes you feel sort of homey, warm on the inside and sort of comforting. So, um, I started with, uh, don't laugh, but a fireball. Uh, <laughs> I'm not laughing. Yeah, you are. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Fireball, and I wanted, I'm mixing that with um, some apple juice to sort of give it like a toasty apple cinnamon flavor and throwing in a little bit of rosemary to sort of give it that foresty green feel and some salt, just a tiny bit of salt. So it's kind of like drinking, it's kind of like shooting like a seasoned apple, um, a nice spiced seasoned apple. So you shake that all up, pour it out, and drink it and it's nice and warm and comforting. And I'm just calling it an old cardigan.
1: Hmm. That old cardigan under the bed. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's where you're supposed to drink it. Yeah, you have to climb under the bed if you want it. If you <laughs> want to crawl this. under the bed. <laughs> yeah, on, just get, get away from the world.
1: Yeah, put on "Folklore" by Taylor Swift. Crawl under your bed and uh, get into your feelings with an old mm-hmm. cardigan.
2: Cry into your shot glass.
0: Love it.
1: Awesome. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So. I never thought I'd see the day where we are discussing Taylor Swift on the pod. Um, for those of you who don't know, when we tried to reboot after uh, quarantine shut us down, our first attempt at doing our Quarantunes and Tumblrs movie night was with Taylor Swift's reputation tour. But due mm-hmm. to technical difficulties or divine intervention, we're not sure which, <laughs> that, <laughs> it never saw the light of day. But... Um, I think that there's just so much that we can discuss here. This is such a curveball from Taylor Swift, who has been so easy in some ways to peg. Um, so first, before we get into this, I want to play a little bit of a free association game with you gentlemen. When you hear Taylor Swift, what are some words that come to mind? No wrong answers. Let's just get this out there. Cats. <laughs> cats. Um, Isn't she like super into cats? She's got like, she's got like a bunch of cats. Sure. Even if she doesn't, uh, I think she has big cat energy. Um,
2: (laughs) very feline. Yes. Uh, I think, Uh, I think, I think I heard somewhere. She's got a bunch of cats. That's why that's like the one main thing I always think of.
1: (laughs) I think country music. I think pop. What else do I think? I think stadiums, I think, uh, Twitter beefs, I think holding grudges. Uh, what about you, Ryan.
0: (laughs) I think never having had a burrito before. um, (laughs) That popped into my head because that was the most, that stuck with me the most from the uh, Miss Americana documentary. Oh, yeah. That I had the pleasure of watching. Oh, you were telling us to watch that. She revealed that information. And um, that just, I think I'm still wrapping my brain around that. So that, um, (laughs) that was what jumped into my mind. But yeah, huge... Huge choruses, um, incredible pop songwriting. Uh, mm-hmm. That's Snake. Snakes pop into my head <laughs> from when we watched <laughs> that concert documentary.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I also think, oh, like, she, uh, she she, sort of makes me think of, like, acoustic guitars and, like, open mic nights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, like, you see, like, those singer-songwriters sort of go up there and just do their thing. She makes me think of, like, that kind of artist um, also.
1: I, I think that that sort of preconception kind of comes to the fore a little more with the release of Folklore mm-hmm. um how does so we've all listened to Cardigan and I'm assuming we've all listened to the album at this point uh how does listening to and experiencing that album vibe with those preconceptions that we've had
0: so interestingly I didn't think this was gonna it wasn't actually going to vibe. I was going to have trouble reconciling this with her future career, but actually this felt, it was unmistakably like a Taylor Swift album and she really shines through on us and it made perfect sense to me actually halfway through. I was like, this is the next logical step in her career. It sounds like basically her doing a national album, like singing national Mm -hmm. songs. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm here for that. And interestingly, I heard this, album for the first time so we were talking about it i happened to be in big bear on friday and i walked into a uh like an earth like a very new agey earth store that was on <laughs> that was in the main downtown and and we walked in and i heard i heard a cardigan was playing the person in the store was playing cardigan it had just come out and i was like is this the new taylor swift And she goes, yeah. And so it was, um, I heard it for the first time in like a very new agey earth store. And it Mm -hmm. worked so well.
1: Yeah, I read this piece for NBC that Meredith Clark wrote where she said, it's possible to pretend this is an album by a talented newcomer from Duluth, Minnesota, rather than one of the most famous (laughs) pop stars in the world. And I think that that story completely meshes with that idea.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: going into the local store and just hearing like folk woods cabin core music playing in the background.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Like I, this made total sense. I'm not like a big Taylor Swift fan or anything, but from what I do know about her, I'm like this, why didn't this happen like years ago?
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: This felt very uh, organic and it, like compared to like the stuff she's she's done in like recent years i was like this makes complete sense to me the other stuff like didn't really um and even when we were bringing it back to the last episode when we were watching the concert um on netflix it was like there was a lot going on and the whole time i was like this this is strange to me um but then there was like the moment sort of in the middle where it's just her playing guitar and singing and i was like that is what that that works. That's like the best part. Like this is this feels correct, sort of. <laughs> like it's like that's obviously her in her element. Everything else was just felt a little more for show. And this feels um like it came out of a natural place, no pun intended, but like it it feels like it, it just it was made from the heart, um, which is which I can definitely appreciate.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, "Invisible String" is the perfect example of that, where it's totally a Taylor Swift song, and you can tell, you know, that chorus, the time, mystical time, is just so, so her. Except it's just a little bit more stripped down, and has that, has that touch from Aaron Dessner. So
1: Taylor said specifically that this album is her embracing imperfection, and that same piece that I quoted earlier um, Clark writes that if folklore is Taylor embracing imperfection, the rest of us can give up. And I, I think that's less of a hyperbolic statement about her greatness and more just this encouragement for everyone to stop being perfectionists in quarantine, like stop needing to think that we, uh, need to live up to some bar that doesn't exist anymore. Um, can you guys think of any positive ways
2: that we can quote, give up while we're stuck in quarantine? I think like a positive way of giving up is just giving yourself like maybe that kind of room to feel out your day. Like I mean obviously there's things that you want to get done and maybe you can think about it, you know, the night before or something, but I think just give yourself a little bit of leeway, you know. Um don't don't like hate yourself for not uh completing something like in one day. Like take the time we've got a lot of it right now. So, um, yeah, I think maybe that's, uh, maybe a positive way to quote, give up.
1: One thing that I get caught in, especially in quarantine is this feeling like I should be accomplishing something. And I see, you know, Instagram influencers and people being like, well, I finally finished my novel and like, oh, I set up a a home, like nursery business for plants. And I'm just like, well, what the heck have I done? But I think that um, the reason why we see those stories and we don't see the thousands and hundreds of thousands of other stories about people just getting by is because like they don't have that sort of motivation or even need to post about their day to day. And I think Mm -hmm. like, you know, talk to your friends see like they're probably in the same place that you are and knowing that like we're all in this together quite in a literal sense not just like oh we're, we're weathering this together just like we're all in this um sort of amorphous blob of of varying motivation like that i think like it's okay to give up if you understand that we're all there
2: and i think it's okay to give up like give up uh Give up completing something for the sake of, like, posting it. You don't have to do that. Like, finish something for yourself and let that take as long as it needs to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's good to be proud of it, but do it for you before anyone else. Right. In the words
0: of, uh, this is me trying, um, it's all right to say, at least I'm trying, you know?
2: Hell yeah. Yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers.
1: So we mentioned this before, but um, Aaron Dessner of The National was a big collaborator on this album. I think he was involved in, what, 12 of the 16 songs? I I might be getting that wrong. But Taylor has been an avowed fan of The National for a while. Apparently, the story goes that she called Dessner and wanted to collaborate. And at the time, like he had just come home from Paris uh, because the uh, the quarantine was coming down and he wanted to be with his family. And he was with Justin Vernon of Bon Iver, and they're working on their project called big red machine. And so it's like much more experimental than what he usually does. And so that's what he was playing with. And Taylor called up and was like, I want to do this. And he said, well, uh, can I send you what I've been working on? And she just asked for all of it. So she se- or he sent her everything he was working on for big red machine. And immediately she came back with a fully written version of cardigan and that kind of set the map so to speak for the rest of the album desner said that it was like a lightning bolt struck the house and he and taylor like immediately got this sense of each other's songwriting style and said he said it was like um it almost wasn't even vocal like he just felt like she could understand him and vice versa uh without having to say anything kind of intuitively mm-hmm. like and i i have never really been the biggest taylor swift fan i love songs i love mm. a lot of red i love a lot of 1989 here and there on reputation but i think for the first time like i understand her as a singular songwriter and i think that this collaboration really worked for her um and especially because there are no there is no template for artists to follow when they're creating and releasing music right now it feels like we're we everyone's been giving given free license to do whatever they want mm-hmm. um but of course taylor is the biggest pop star in the world or one of them so do you think that she's kind of set the bar here are we gonna get more pop stars embracing their experimental urges charts be damned
0: we kind of talked about this last week or one of the last two episodes where I feel like pop is already kind of going in this direction of people not being able to define things and mm-hmm. kind of letting letting the muse take them and incorporating all kinds of different genres and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'd be really funny if um, if the whole strategy behind this was like some business manager said... The real money is in the your favorite coffee house playlist on Spotify. <laughs> the real money is in this and we need an album that can land that. Your choruses are too big and they can't sit in the background of your favorite coffee house or yeah. dirt road. So you need to write something like cut back on the choruses. Work with someone who can make something that can sit in the background you know and so i'm just loving the. i'm now i'm loving the idea that the whole thing is a ploy just to get on spotify background (laughs) playlists to play just
2: deep state taylor i mean it's not it's not like the craziest idea (laughs) you know i mean i i'd like to
1: not be that cynical here but like she does have a history of oh yeah i mean like but she does have a history of calculated moves so it's not outside the realm of possibility yeah um <laughs> uh but anyway, we're we're kind of running low on time here. I kind of want to throw one more tough question at you guys if that's okay. No. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 50-50. Um so this is about cardigan in particular and I listened to it quite a few times and read the lyrics and it seems like everything about it comes steeped in nostalgia. The whole song is about feeling like you matter to someone for the first time but it's kind of framed as this thing that happened a long time ago mm-hmm. like she sings i know you'd link i knew you'd linger like a tattoo kiss i knew you'd haunt all my what ifs in this acknowledgement that like nothing is permanent and pedro you and i touched on this in our article on the main that we did mm-hmm. for outward magazine mm-hmm. and i think there's a lot to talk about here and i think that quarantine kind of amplifies these feelings Um, of loss because we're literally cut off from moving forward from them is this something that you guys have encountered at all and if so do you think that there's a way that we can find
2: closure when we're all trapped there's sort of like a risk you take with trying to get closure out of like a situation where if you try to revisit it you you might get some solace out of it and some closure but you could also just sort of open it back up and make things worse Um, It's I I don't know. I feel like it's a risky thing, Um, Mm -hmm. especially like when you're dealing with, you know, like relationships, I think things can end and there's this idea of I I, I don't know. it, It feels like there's this big idea that everyone tries to push that, like, you know, you need closure in a relationship. And I do get that to some degree, but to another extent, like it. When when something ends, and especially when it's, you know, like a significant relationship, even even closure, like, that's not going to get rid of everything. That's not going to get rid of the memories or anything like that. It just sort of gets easier to deal with every day. You know what I mean? You just sort of move mm-hmm. to a place where you can remember something and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't wreck you for the day. <laughs> You sort of just kind to healing that all wounds basically. But the point is, it's never like, no matter what amount of closure you get, it's never going to go away. It's always going to be there and it just gets right. easier and it just gets easier to think about and talk about. So it's not like it really helps you forget anything. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it's not a cure all and, and you're always going to have questions probably. Um, there's always what ifs. What sucks though about quarantine is that like now, like that's all we have is time to sit and think about these things.
1: I think a lot of people are coming to realize that they never really had um good methods of sussing through their problems and being present with their feelings like the world around us was just a distraction from dealing with
0: them. Mhm. Everyone was t- too busy tweeting out you should be alone with yourself more, spend more time with yourself and then we're actually forced <laughs> to spend time with themselves and we're like, oh yeah, this is terrifying. <laughs> this is terrifying. Fucking uh, yeah. facts,
2: facts.
0: <laughs> Speaking of like phrases and kind of trite things, you'd put on a wood block and buy from uh, a boutique <laughs> on the central coast. There was a great uh, writer and comedian, Julia uh, Julie Grenier, tweeted that she was working on Taylor Swift phrases. Oh my god! And Ooh. posted a bunch of them, and I want to read like three of them because they're so good. Hell yeah. Um, Champagne dusted barn door whispers.
2: Jesus. (laughs) Uh,
0: Rusty sun kissed carousel apology. (laughs) (laughs) And wine drunk porch swing bus stop fights. Holy fuck. (laughs) This,
1: oh my God. This sounds like they were written by like one of those bots that writes commercials
0: on Twitter.
2: (laughs) Sounds like it was written like by Taylor Garden Swift. Bot. Those are good.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's at Julie Grenier. She, she's fantastic. I highly recommend oh, her. Oh, man.
1: Oh, <laughs> man. I think that is a really good note to leave this conversation on. But <laughs> I don't think it's time for us to say goodbye yet. Who remembers a little game we used to play called Hashtag Mood?
2: Oh, for new fans, shit
1: yeah that's right for new fans hashtag mood used to be our favorite game that we'd play at the end of every episode each of us would reach into a bowl pull out a pre-written mood and attempt to make a playlist of four songs to do it justice well the king of moods left us a voicemail and he wants to see if we're rusty after all this time drew do you have that voicemail for us
3: Hey, uh, tunes and tumblers, guys. This is DJ, uh, label owner, and guy just trying to exist during COVID, John Moses, uh, checking in with you. Um, Lately, haven't been doing too much, just working on radio, working on getting records out, as I suggested just moments ago. uh, Drinking a lot of milk i know that's not necessarily in line with what you guys drink on tunes and tumblers but trying to uh, cleanse myself get myself a lot of calcium i think proteins in there as well maybe some vitamin d if you grab the right label uh listening to my neighbors fighting mostly I, i haven't really been able to hone in on what sort of music would tickle me during this time my neighbor is fighting uh has been a great source of, uh, I guess, entertainment it might be the right word. I'm not sure. Uh, I can't figure out what their problems really are, but it, this is sort of where you guys come in what? because I've found myself in a conundrum where I need music to listen to, uh, for this very reason because I've been distracted in life and my situation is or my mood rather, um, celebrity uh, film icon, Michael J. Fox. His lawyers have reached out and are trying to adopt me. Uh, and I'll be honest, as a 30-year-old man, I'm interested. There's only so much going on in my life. And uh, I think this is a really good opportunity for me. But So I found myself trying to figure out how to approach my. My current parents will call them my before parents uh, <laughs> with this opportunity and let them know that I'm dropping them as parents and I'm going to be picked up as Michael J. Fox's uh, future son. It's very <laughs> exciting for me, but it's a really tough conversation to have. So the mood I'm presenting to you today is Michael J. Fox is trying to adopt you and you have to break the news to your <laughs> before parents. Um that's all from me. Listen to my show, John Moses's Message Machine on KCRW. Check out all our releases at weareyoungbloods.com. The label is Youngbloods. I'm John Moses, son of Michael J. Fox. Best of luck.
1: <laughs> oh my God. John, you wow. have been very much missed, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, I second that.
2: Oh my God. I just love the idea that, like, he's up for adoption. He's like, this is a great opportunity for me. <laughs> it's, like, it's just the wording. Oh, my he God. He somehow put out, like, a cosmic
0: bat signal that he was unhappy where he was drinking milk and listening to people screaming. And Michael J. Fox heard him and said, I got you. Let's start got your got new you. life. Wow. Uh,
2: so who wants to go first with this? I'll go first. I've got one. I'm ready to go. Go for it. Um, so he needs to explain to his parents what's going on. And they're probably, you know, trying to tell him, hey, we're, we, we want to be there for you. We want to help you out. We want to get you away from your fighting neighbors. And I think you just got to tell them, you know, not everyone can be like me and Michael. Me and Michael are as solid as they come. So the song that I'm picking is Me and Michael by MGMT. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. oh, <wow. laughs>
1: oh man. Oh man. <laughs> Should I go next? I Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I have full confidence in Ryan's ability to bring up the rear here. Okay. Um so my God. <laughs> my song is is more about uh John being in his milk and yelling days. Um <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like he kind of manifested this whole being adopted by Michael J. Fox thing, like he secreted it into existence, um, and so this is the song that he plays to kind of uh, bring his fantasy to life. It's uh, Luke Bryan's Build Me a Daddy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh.
0: oh, Lord, help us. Okay. <laughs>
1: Can you, can you top
0: that one, please? Oh, yeah, I think so. All right. This one is from the perspective, I think, of, of Michael J. Fox in this uh, relationship. So this is um, a closer to home, in parentheses, I'm your captain by Grand Funk Railroad. Um, <laughs> you know, it starts off, everybody listen to me and return me my ship. I'm your captain, though I'm feeling mighty sick. If you return me to my home port, I'll kiss you, Mother Earth. Take me back now to the port of my birth. And so I think this really speaks to um, what's really <laughs> happening here. I think Michael, <laughs> Michael Fox is the captain now. And so... Um, He's the one driving the DeLorean. He, <laughs> wow. Yep. Oh, my. Perfect, uh, perfect ending <laughs> to that. Oh, man. What
1: a saga. Ah. Uh. I'm, <laughs> I miss Mrs. Potts, I miss, miss hashtag mood, and I miss pulling out the moods and being like, did John write this one? <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, but unfortunately, we are out of time. I think my final thought is uh, a quote from Taylor Swift's statement before she released Folklore. She said, my gut is telling me that if you make something you love, you should just put it out into the world. That's the side of uncertainty I can get on board with. I think that that is a good message for all of us. Stop Mm -hmm. worrying so much. Just relax. And, uh, you know, don't worry about being perfect. None of us are perfect right now. This world sucks. It's never going to happen. The sooner we get on board with that, the better. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Any plugs, you guys, before I sign off?
0: Listen to The Occurrence every Saturday, 8 to 10 p.m. on KCSB, 91.9 FM, Songs of the Paranormal.
2: No, 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 (laughs) (laughs) 91.9.
1: So, uh, like I said the last couple of times, um, Devin Henry of Fuckboy Book Club and I are working on a series of letters addressing the hidden costs of COVID-19. Our first... Uh, in this series comes out this week on Wednesday and it's going to be on Medium under the publication Direct Mail. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. I will get a link for you guys when it happens. Read it.
0: Nice. Very
1: nice. Awesome. well, Thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by the wonderful Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Special thanks to John Moses for reacquainting us with our favorite game. And until next time,
0: cheers. Cheers. Cheers.